1: everyone and welcome to Come For Supper. I'm Alexandra Dudley, food writer, cook, and serial dinner party host, so I thought it'd be fun to sit down with people who share that love for food, chat about life, and learn a little bit more about how they like to serve supper. I speak to chefs, restaurateurs, artists, actors, authors, and pretty much anyone who likes to entertain. If you're new to the podcast, make sure you click subscribe and if you enjoy it, rate it, review it, share it and tell your friends as it makes all the difference. Thanks for listening and I hope you enjoy the show. Joining me in the studio today is a chef, author and cookery teacher. Having trained as a pastry chef and worked in establishments such as the Lanesborough, she went on to run her own pop-ups including an incredibly successful year-long residency. Today, she is head chef at London's recently opened Stony Street in Borough Market. She has authored two books, Hens Clean Cakes and The Natural Baker, and is an expert when it comes to cooking with British whole grains. Her recipes have been featured in the likes of The Telegraph, The Evening Standard, The Guardian and Vogue. And everything I have ever tried that she has cooked has been utterly delicious. Welcome to Come for Supper, Henrietta Inman.
2: Thank you for having me. Thank, Thank you. you for coming that and for really bringing sweet.
1: brownies, which I might be sharing. Um, so, <laughs> where have you come from this afternoon? I know you're very busy. I've come from work. So, work, Stony Street. Yes. So, what's what's kind of on the menu there at the
2: moment? Um, we I made the very wise decision to change the whole menu after, after Christmas. Christmas. So it's been we got back in the kitchen on Thursday and quite a lot of um, recipe development and things. We've got some really delicious porridges obviously because it's 26 grains so um a really good six grain one um with spelt rye barley wheat I always forget one spelt, or two rye
1: barley wheat
2: two quinoa more. and oats quinoa. obviously and oats okay and um a sort of apple compote almond butter oh, delicious an apple crunchy crumble thing and it's vegan because of vegan yeah and just Happens to be vegan as well, really. Yeah, nice. Um, And a lovely turmeric one with orange curd. Oh, yeah. And then we've got some really delicious um, chalk stream trout. Oh, delicious. So good um, with our soda bread, um, fenfarm butter and claytonia, which is sort of um, winter purslane. Ooh, delicious. lovely. Yeah, my mouth is actually watering. You can have scrambled eggs with it if you want as well. Ooh. (laughs) So loads of things. Very nice different things on the dinner menu and lunch as well. Yum. So it's exciting. How long has it been open? Not. It's um, a couple of months now. Just a bit over. We sort of, when we stopped for Christmas, it was four weeks. So Oh, wow. Wow, gosh, so, it's still so young, isn't it? Yes. I've been
1: once, I can't wait to go again. <clears throat> it's so delicious. So let's start at the beginning. Very uh-huh. good place to start. I'm not <laughs> going to start singing. <laughs> Can <could>. you? Um, <laughs> I know. I feel like you'd like that. Yeah. Can you perhaps tell us what it was that led you into a life of
2: food? Let's go right back to kind of early days. Okay. Um, I think lots of reasons. I grew up in Suffolk, and um, my my parents grew up in London. Actually, my mother in Wimbledon, my father in Putney. Then moved there um, when my sister was about one. So. I was not existing then. (laughs) Um, So lived there all my life, was born there. And then my mother immediately started a vegetable garden and things. So I grew up with that and sort of always, therefore always being aware of what's in season and Mm -hmm. how delicious fresh produce is. And my parents both love cooking. So I think just it's sort of... Was ingrained. Yeah. And um, just always loved food. I was always the one at school who made the sort of birthday cakes and things for oh, friends yeah, nice. and things. Um, but then never thought, was also a real geek. I think I still am a bit at school um, and loved languages. So I went to university and did French and Italian first, but always thinking maybe I wanted to do something with food, mm-hmm. maybe food historian or something like That's that cool. food but, historian there's still time yeah i think they're so interesting everything they write about um so many things but um i yeah because i was thinking long more of a sort of journalist or something because i never thought i could survive in what we think is a crazy sort yeah. of manic industry kitchen yeah and professional kitchens so but then whilst at university I realised I didn't want to be definitely not an academic or a translator or anything really to do with the languages I was studying but but I had this year abroad in half a year in Bologna and half a year in Avignon. Oh wow. And just realised then how much I really love food and wanted to do be more hands on with it. I'm really I'm quite I think I am quite creative. Um, You're definitely quite creative. <laughs> also loved art at school. Mm-hmm. And I think Loved, obviously, the eating, the flavours, but also the presentation of everything. Mm-hmm. Um, and particularly with sweet stuff. I always thought you could be, you know, you could put pretty flowers all over everything and make it really beautiful. So then I, after after having, you know, this year abroad and um, gazing into beautiful patisseries and pasticcere in Italy, I decided to do something called the Professional Patisserie Scholarship at Westminster Kingsway College. My brother and my father actually found it. They were so wow.
1: Were... Sounds very, it sounds very sounds perfect, <laughs> doesn't it? It sounds it was like really a little good. story book as well.
2: Yeah. <laughs> no, it was. I was really lucky because then I got. I was an apprentice at the Lanesborough Hotel, which is incredible. How you were yeah. quite young then as well. I, I mean, guess you're still I finish... quite young. <laughs> I guess twenty
1: one. Yeah, I mean, quite daunting. I yeah. think to be in a kitchen of that level.
2: Yeah, I was. I was really frightened, and they were. They were all sort of, who's this? sort of country girl come to work. work. They're all sort of Londoners or so many people from all over in kitchens, which is great. Um, I think there was a Hungarian. My boss was from Israel. A Bayesian Barbados. Mm -hmm. um, Irish guy. Anyway, so that was great. I loved it. And I really, I think what I really loved because I'm such a perfectionist, which is sometimes, my dad has a really good phrase for it. I can't remember, but... um, not a good thing being a perfectionist but I think the sort of rigour and the precision and everything about that to do with patisserie I really liked that um, and the creativity and then there used to be an Italian restaurant there as well at the Lanesborough, so I moved from the hotel pastry kitchen doing afternoon tea and sort of 500 scones every day for for that and room service and things like that to the restaurant so doing more service and working for them crazy Italians and sort of morning to sort of midnight really really long hours but I really enjoyed it we had a really good team so it was mm-hmm. great you'd become a sort of family um and then worked and carried on in kitchens for about three more years or so five years it's a long time
1: yeah were, were there, was there much kind of um you know any like plate throwing and knife Bashing, not bashing
2: I don't know but you There's know knife th- kitchens
1: really knife throwing yeah one of my- <laughs> I feel like it's you know kitchens have changed from yeah, now from then like I things think so. don't go down like that
2: no definitely not there was sort of I don't know if I can say this properly but no <laughs> yeah, there was ingredients sort of stealing because really my my Italian head chefie used up all our food costs on sort of Spanish suckling pig and 500 year old balsamic Scandalous. vinegar and things so it would leave us no money I mean, no sort of food budget for our what we needed in the pastry kitchen so we had to be frugal yeah oh. and take it from other from the kitchen next door and things like that. do I love it Um it's like school and there was knife throwing as well the Gosh. sommelier once used the bread knife to cut a lemon and it was then thrown at
1: for <laughs> <laughs> doing it wrong Yes. Gosh, I bet you've got lots of stories. And what about when you were in, because I know that Italy, that time when you were in Italy and France was a big changing point for you and kind of career and deciding what you wanted to do. Was there a kind of particular food memory or moment
2: that kind of has stuck with you from that time? Um, I think Italy, because I'd been to France quite a lot. I'd done, and I'd done French at high school and then Mm -hmm. I started Italian from scratch at university. And I'd only been to Italy sort of once, but loved it. And I think it was in, it was the, I, cause I was thinking about doing it and my parents thought if you're gonna study it, let's go for a, yeah. sort of a few nights. Sensible parents. <laughs> yeah, really kind of them. <laughs> so we went to Florence and I think I had sort of fresh pasta for the first time and thought I really, I want to do this and just loved, I loved the art and yeah. the renaissance and everything like that. Um, and then there was another time when I was there on my year abroad from university. Um, really beautiful in Bologna all the cafes and the sort of um, aperitivo and Mm. but also in the morning the you know cappuccino and your lovely pastry or something and beautiful pastry shops Um, that really made me that definitely made me think more about doing specialising in patisserie yeah and there was one we were going my parents came out for my twenty first birthday and took me up to the Apennines to go walking and we stopped at sort of a it was basically like a petrol station with a little cafe next door and these two sort of non Italian grannies cooked were in the kitchen. There were about five tables or something and the most they cooked the most amazing fresh pasta with wow. um Ricotta, fresh sage. Just so was mm. so simple and just with butter, butter burro e salvia, butter yeah, and yeah. sage and it was just the best thing ever Heaven. and I think that made me really yeah that was
1: it <laughs> good things good ingredients. good ingredients I know that ingredients are incredibly important to what you do and I guess I mean I guess Stony Street is kind of a reflection of your style of cooking and your way of using ingredients can you talk a little bit more yeah. about the kind of way that you cook because it is it's very different to kind of probably what you were doing in the lanes I can imagine
2: yeah I think I loved that and all all the techniques and everything I learned, but I think I really missed the sort of knowing where all the ingredients were coming Mm from. I didn't really think about it then at all. Um, But then when I sort of stopped and was able to think a bit more and moved back home for a bit, I thought I really wanted to apply the skills I'd learned to the ingredients that were closer to me and around me. So making that really delicious sponge cake or pastry or something but with whole grain flour from down the road and things like that um just basically because they taste better
1: they taste better i was gonna ask why is it important because they taste Taste better better, but also the
2: environment and that's i think more and more really especially important i think i don't want to buy the other day yeah one of our suppliers they i'm not sure quite what happened but they ran out of they have um tunnels where they grow their herbs um and i think i don't know maybe after christmas or something they had less um and just so i ordered oregano and things like that thinking already thinking oh it's great they've got oregano at this time of year but i knew they had um polytunnels yeah um so when they turned up and the packet said um kenya or something oh no i uh, you just don't want to yeah no you see don't see that no more so that's and it, yeah, I think flavour. Close and to home. Close to home. And I think it makes, sort of makes the dish, as well as taste better, it's sort of, it's got more substance. It's mm-hmm. not just food for food's sake, but it's got a bit more meaning and therefore sort of makes it taste even better. If you yeah, know.
1: no, I think, I think you're right. I think the story and the kind of journey and the life that food has had does affect it. Yeah. Just, just like with an animal, they say that if an animal, you know, has had a happy life, then it will taste better, that kind of thing. Yeah. I'm not sure if it directly applies to a herb but I'm sure that <laughs> herbs from herbs from your garden definitely taste better than when they've kind of come from Peru yeah, or something. Exactly. Okay, so let's chat about entertaining. Do you like to entertain? I love it, but
2: I often get a bit stressed, <laughs> stressed out. I'm just so worried about everyone having a good time that <laughs> I end up side, sort of staying in the kitchen and hiding in the kitchen classic move. A little bit or just yeah. Thinking, have they got everything they would need? Do I need to get them a drink? And then everyone leaves, and I just suddenly think, oh, I didn't speak to anyone because I was so busy. <laughs> sort of. But I know I, I'm, I'm getting better at that.
1: That's good. I mean, but yeah, yeah
2: I, I do love it. Yeah, I mean, you're definitely yeah, a
1: great, great host. I think so. What do we get when we come for supper at your house? Let's imagine you have all the time in the world as well. So there's no stress. There's no kind of deadlines. The restaurant's just kind of running on autopilot for a week. Maybe you've got. not the queen, but you've got someone really special coming over for supper, maybe kind of three people so it's very manageable and you want to kind of bring out all the, pull out all the stops what are you going to cook?
2: Um, I think ideally I'd be back at home in Suffolk. Mm -hmm. Nice. (laughs) Um, And maybe it's summer and I can pick those of really delicious things like lovely carrots and courgettes and runner beans and french beans and things like that from the garden so maybe i love and i just love all the colorful Mm -hmm. parts about them especially so maybe just for starters loads of things just loads of i hate saying i hate the word crudités i
1: love the word crudités (laughs) but crudités
2: loads yeah lots and lots of crudités and dippy things like um banya cauda and oh what's that that's a sort of it's an anchovy and garlic it delicious. Yeah. Means Is all... it
1: Venetian or Italian? Yes. It's Italian.
2: Yeah. It might be Venetian, actually. Okay. I think. And maybe other dips like, you know, Hodme Dodds? Yeah, I love Hodme Dodds. They're British, British pulses for yeah. anybody listening. Maybe some um, of their pulses with stuff with pureed beetroot or something. A, yummy. A pink one. Um, and maybe some fresh soda bread or some something like that. And then I think. I love just roast chicken. Mm-hmm, something simple. I think something oh, tarragon chicken in the summer is so good. Yeah, um, they have just some new potatoes or roast potatoes and a big green salad.
1: Delicious, lots of colour. Yes. And what about pudding? Because I know that you would serve pudding. You would never not I'll just serve pudding.
2: Do a tar- I'm so do a <laughs> tart, <laughs> a massive fruit tart. Yum. Um, I love and rhubarb there's forced rhubarb around now but then garden rhubarb mm, comes so in delicious. which i yeah i sort of prefer it's i got, think it's got like more bite to it much more bite and yeah more substance i love i love forced because it's pink and i love pink but it's a bit um <laughs> it's a bit uh insip- not it's insip- a bit watery mm-hmm. um but i still love it so maybe a, a rhubarb and strawberry tart it's delicious Yum. Think, and fresh custard
1: Fresh, fresh custard just just naturally something. casually I love um, I, <laughs> I think lots of people shy away from making pudding or kind of dessert because they, they just feel like they don't have the confidence to do it do you have any tips for a kind of novice cook on you know something to, either a recipe or a kind of pudding yeah. that doesn't s- send them into kind of despair
2: um, I think first of all not worrying about it because mm-hmm. that's sort of the worst thing because you're already a bit sort of flustered and then things are probably bound to go wrong so don't yeah I don't know why people don't panic don't, don't panic enjoy it um, maybe just I think just a simple sh- I think shortbread is so so delicious mm-hmm. so maybe, and um, the sort of or even a crumble if you suddenly the people love a crumble actually yeah. don't they and that's and really they, easy yeah you don't need to roll out the dough mm-hmm. you just crumble it up and put it in I the think oven. pastry
1: panics people
2: yeah so, maybe we a crumble. And a really good rule to always remember is three two, one. So, three flour, like 300 mm-hmm. grams flour, two butter. So, 200 grams flour, one sugar, 100 so oh, grams. I never knew that. Always that ratio. That's great.
1: I normally just chuck it all in and kind of hope for the best. <laughs> um, <laughs> normally, sure it's it fine. Yeah. I did actually have the other day where I forgot to put the Fat. and I was actually making an olive oil crumble, but I forgot mm. to put the olive oil on. And I was like, gosh, it's really dry. What have I done? And then I realized <laughs> I hadn't put it in there. So I had to kind of scrape the whole thing off. Um, don't forget the butter all the don't olive oil or whatever you're doing. Um, what about pet hates? Anything you can't stand? Like it could be guests that come or it could be things, you know, that people do when you go to someone's house for supper
2: or kind of table manners. Anything, anything at the um, table? I hate it when if I've still got like I'm a very I love I love wine but I like to drink it slowly and sort of think Enjoy about it a bit yeah mm-hmm. um, I hate it when people clear my glass before I've finished it even if there's a t- I love that tiny bit in the bottom I sort of look forward to it that's
1: annoying that same goes. with plates actually same with plates it's nothing
2: worse than that especially in a restaurant tasty yeah and they kind of take it away and you've kind of you're still chewing yeah or if some I, so I get quite upset when people when the sort of starter and Main course are quite, you know, fine, delicious, and then people just slightly give up on pudding.
1: Well, that's what I was going to say. I think lots of people. Do you be... mean going out, or do you mean going to I someone's going, house, or going to a restaurant? I mean,
2: going out a bit.
1: Yeah, I but find that you be... mean when it's kind of a kind of creamy thing, like a panacotta yeah. is fine, but when it's kind of a cream, that's that's it. That's or just the a bit of an
2: afterthought. Yeah,
1: I I, <laughs> I complain about that quite a lot. Whether it's it's just kind of a creamy, yeah, thing, but it could like be like posset.
2: Yeah. But I think a posset could be quite good. But even like if you did do the shortbread, just that with lovely fresh fruit or stewed fruit yeah. and some cream would be so good. You do that thing, <laughs> don't
1: you? Because I've, I've definitely stolen this from you where I whip, you kind of whip cream with yoghurt. So it's kind of lighter. Yeah. That's a Henrietta Inman trick. I mean, I'm sure of other people. Don't. Really? I, you were the first person I ever saw to do that. And I think it's brilliant. It's I love do, it. And it just looks so beautiful. It's very cloud-like and kind yeah. of and it's all yeah you're sort of less likely to over whip it yeah and it's lighter as well This, I mean it is lighter I guess because it's half yoghurt half cream. yeah Um,
2: yeah and a bit less heavy
1: yeah so if I were coming for dinner and I could bring you a gift anything what would you like as a host what's your ideal kind of dinner party guest gift
2: um I love flowers flowers fresh flowers is that very... I was going to say... No, no. Ch- then I was going to say To chocolate. some people... So <laughs> Like a typical woman. <laughs>
1: <laughs> some people don't like being given flowers because it stresses them out because then they feel the pressure to go and put them in water. Oh, I love... You I love always, I love if You've I got um, glasses at the ready.
2: Yeah. If I'm at home, my favourite thing is to pick like a little posy and take well, it. it. That's so lovely. lovely. Yeah.
1: So that's very manageable though isn't it not like the kind of
2: huge yeah bouquet what my, my my mother has taught me how nice it is if you actually put it in some water in a little um you know an old jam jar oh that's so nice and, and then, then there's no stress and it looks
1: nice yes oh it's like perfect for the kind of it's loo or something done yeah yeah very nice okay noted <laughs> that or chocolate
2: <laughs> how do you feel about stuffed olives bit of a random one <laughs> no, yeah, <laughs> I thought so. I, sl- I sort of love them, but since opening Stony Street, um, as well as op- as well as working with loads of British suppliers, mm-hmm. uh, we've been really trying to support um, as many as it's feasibly possible to um, support the suppliers in the market in Barrow Market. Yeah, that's lovely. So we work with our olives are from. Um, a shop called Olivology mm-hmm. and it's run by a Greek woman, and she gets she knows every single producer she works with yeah, in Greece. Great, and she was when she talked about stuffed olives, she was just no, no. It's sort yeah. of, and the thing is, the even pit,
1: pitted olives, actually. even pitted,
2: because the they're just the not stone, olives. Yeah, the stone keeps them fresher and yeah. better. Um, yeah, so so
1: no stuffed olives. No, but I do like a good olive. I do, a do like good a good olive. olive.
2: I love them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I sort of lived on them in Bologna. Did you?
1: Yeah. Oh, good, they're so good, aren't they? There's there's something of there's like something meaty about yeah. them. Um okay, good. I'm glad we're we're we free on the stuffed olive front. That's good. What about um memorable dinner parties or kind of even meals that you've had or experienced? Do you have any kind of
2: top memories up there? Um definitely the pasta mm-hmm. in um in the Apennines and then I actually just remembered one. I remember. It's on the subject of pink. <laughs> um, I think I had a pink party for my... titiu. I love that. I did. I just remembered it. And everyone wore pink. And the food was all pink. And my mother made... I think it was a... What did it mean, Nigella? Or... I think we've got a pot... Um, a book, not a pot. It's called Just One Pot by Lindsay Barham. Her name okay. is... Who's a really good food writer. And she has a pink... Chicken curry in it, so I can't remember. Isn't what there a name for that? I think it's a
1: teak or something, isn't
2: it? it? I something I think pink. it's got beetroot in it. So okay, so that's what made it. That's what made it pink. Cool. And um, normally, our kitchen at home, there's sort of family, quite small table where we just. If it's just us, but when we have more people, there's another long table, and if there's lots of people, we join the two tables together and have mm-hmm. it all the way down the kitchen. Nice. And I had lots of friends from school. And we were wearing pink, and it
1: was really fun eating pink food. Eating pink, <laughs> pink All pink, pink food. You're wearing
2: pink today think, as well. Sort of. And you do also, like pink. I do. I feel like that's. <laughs> I also remember. I also had an S party, so everyone dressed up as an S. Something an S. something to begin with. Why an S? Why, why in a,
1: oh, okay. Any any reason why the letter I S? I think it like was it. a sort of
2: thing then. It was quite a cool thing to Wasn't do. Wasn't like S Club 7 era, was uh, it? Probably. Maybe.
1: Did anyone come as S Club no. 7? No. I don't know what I would have come. I probably a snake, really original there or something. Yeah. But party food was always really good at our house. I, I can think. imagine. I remember good party food. Would you, would you cook when, with your mum when you were young then? And or be involved? Yeah, quite a lot. Quite hands-on. Yes.
0: Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewellery from Blue Nile.
1: So when it comes to ancient grains and kind of traditional ground flowers, you definitely are the expert. Um, I think they can be quite tricky to find, but Mm -hmm. actually trickier to use sometimes. Or people don't know quite how to use them because they're becoming easier and easier to find. Do you have any kind of tips on kind of using? I don't know what are einkorn and buckwheat and spelt and stuff. And is it like kind of a way? There is there a way to kind of
2: work with them that's different to kind of conventional white flour? Yeah, it's still the same plant, so just because it's white and then you're, you've got whole grain it's actually quite easy to manage, it's not that different. Um, white is obviously a much, like like white pasta and white bread, it's obviously a much finer, but also like an easier canvas to then put on flavours mm-hmm. and things, so you sort of have to think about that a bit, I guess, because you're going to get a much stronger flavour when you're using a whole grain. Yeah. And all of, like, einkorn and um, buckwheat has quite a strong flavour. The buckwheat has a very strong yeah. flavour.
1: I struggle with buckwheat unless it's and very that's... chocolatey. I I find it quite difficult.
2: Yeah. I don't actually notice it.
1: The grouts. So, grouts, is the, that who's it? Grouts. Gro- or gro- groats. 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 Yeah, They're, yeah. Buckwheat groats, I think, are I l- nice in kind of granola or any anything, even kind of salads, crunchy. But the flour, I find, I just, I can't really stomach it. I think also because it's gluten-free. stomach it.
2: So, really? You don't Yeah, like I, it the
1: flour, I just, unless it's very chocolatey. Yeah, I. It's so overpowering. I feel in yeah. in something kind of vanillary, I think it needs something, mm. something more.
2: It's also that's one. It's gluten free as well, so it's hard in if we're trying to make a biscuit yes. or something with it, it'll just collapse. But yeah, I think experimenting and sometimes I to start with I maybe instead of substituting all, all of, of the plain white flour for completely whole grain, do sort of one to one. Okay, and you'll see, or half and half. And yeah, mix them. mix them, mix right. them. Yeah, okay. but actually they're not. That different. They're just far more flavoursome and mm-hmm. better.
1: For you. Einkorn is so delicious. I love einkorn and really, spelt really flour. Good. I always bake with spelt flour. I feel like spelt's pretty yeah. easy to I use. And you can get white spelt flour as well, and you can get whole grain spelt. Yeah. Any other golden nuggets? I know presentation is really important for you, and I think people care more and more about what their food looks like. Do you have any kind mm-hmm. of tips for making a, p- a plate of food kind of look nice?
2: Um. I think. Lots of always having colour. Mm-hmm. Um, I know people like beige food at the
1: moment. <laughs> this is sort of beige food thing. Beige um, clothes are in too. I feel like beige yeah. is in. Beige and brown is in
2: right now. Yeah, I can't. I just love colours. So always having a fresh. Like if well, in the moment at the menu, we've got a beetroot and London fettal, which is very similar to feta. What
1: what yeah, I've seen it a lot, like um, fettle. What what is that? It's just feta that's made in London. Yeah. Okay. It's
2: it's made by there's a, a Greek family and they moved to London. They make it in Enfield. They're called Kupros okay. Dairy. So they make that they sell it in my deli. Do they? Deli, yeah. Yeah, I think they have it in E five as well. Um and they make um one similar to Halloumi as well called Anglum. Okay, cool. And it's really delicious. So we have that tart, but then if it was just the tart it would be a bit beige sad and a bit beige a little bit um, so thinking of maybe a really lovely fresh salad or mm-hmm. um, so we've got it with a radicchio and orange and date Yum. And carrot salad delicious with a lovely delicious. sort of thymey orangey dressing um, so that really lifts it up and then also thinking about so, and then like if it is a bit beige or brown like we've got a venison stew as well maybe always finishing with a bit of some herbs or mm-hmm. something like that.
1: I know you like edible but, um, flowers as well, don't you? Yeah. But do I you don't... grow edible flowers? I feel like I read that you grow edible flowers. I do. I did.
2: I, ha- I haven't got a garden anymore in my flat. Obviously, it's a <laughs> tiny flat. But um, I did. Well, I lived in Walthamstone, then later and, and had little back gardens and had flowers. Grew them? Yeah.
1: Yeah, because I think they, they really kind of take it to the next level just yeah. bringing a couple of edible flowers on there.
2: Definitely. And they're so beautiful. And mm-hmm. even in savoury food, like in salads. Yeah, salad, salads and Or like on the top of
1: it. Yeah, nasturtiums are very easy to grow, actually. You can grow them just in your windowsill. Yeah. I did that last yeah, year. I didn't too. know what I grew. I just chopped these seeds in and they turned out to be nasturtiums. They really? just kept on growing. Yeah, They
2: go crazy. They go wild. Yeah. yeah.
1: They're, they're fantastic. Great. So sticking to ingredients, I always like to ask my guests what three ingredients do you believe one should always have in the kitchen or do you always have in the kitchen to throw together a kind of quick dinner party dish? They don't need to be used in
2: unison either. They can be okay. used Okay, a dinner party dish. Sheesh. <laughs> um, <laughs> are we assuming that there's already salt and things like that? It's up to you. I mean, there's okay. there's no rules here. Okay, I assume there's salt. <laughs> okay, there's there's salt. Um, just a really good loaf of bread. Because mm-hmm. if you've got that, you can... Make sandwiches, sandwiches, or bread crumbs, or if you've got, yeah, bread is important. Um, good loaf of sourdough, um, or soda bread, which is yummy. Um, some eggs, yeah, I think eggs are really eggs important are for to make a pudding or something like that. Um, I was gonna say chocolate,
1: yeah, chocolate's a good one. These are all good, all key ingredients. Really I'm, I'm down with it. I'm trying to think uh, what well, you can make with eggs, bread and chocolate, maybe <laughs> some sort of like bread and butter pudding or something, or or like bread eggy chocolate
2: bread or something. Are, are most guests able to whip something up with their 3 No, I'm just thinking, I just thought <laughs> I'd throw it at you because
1: I feel like you could handle it.
2: I, I feel like there's a recipe just with chocolate and eggs for a mousse, maybe. Oh yeah, but that, yeah, sure. definitely. So we could
1: definitely have mousse. And you could like do a salted mousse you know salted
2: chocolate you've <laughs> yeah. got salt so you know you, you, you we it. could <laughs> my dad always talks about when he he went on a french exchange and one thing that they'd always have when they got home from school would be um fresh baguette <laughs>
1: and they'd with chocolate they yeah. put
2: lumps of milk chocolate in it and put it in the oven yes
1: that. that's so funny we used to do that at uh,
2: school did you yeah
1: that's really funny ha <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny um Last question. If you could invite three people to supper, anyone in the world, alive or dead, who would you have at your dinner table and why? I found this really difficult. i have got time.
2: We've got time. (laughs) Um, I think maybe Alice Waters, Mm -hmm. because I think she's amazing. Um, Not just for Shea... I've never been to Shea Panisse, but heard so many things about it. And I worked for a bit for Sky Ginjal. And I know she's... Did you? That's so cool. I love Yeah, her. it was wonderful. And I learned lots from her. And um, uh, I think she first... I think I, I knew about Alice Waters, but she talked a lot about her as well. Um, and I was quite inspired by her style of cooking and things. Um, and everything she's doing with um, American school children and the Edible Schoolyard Project, mm-hmm. I think is amazing. I kind of want to do that do something yeah dream about something similar Um, perhaps and also she's very conscious obviously of the environment so going off from that maybe David Attenborough as well he
1: would be great I'm sure someone else has said David Attenborough but they're definitely a good dinner party guest
2: I also, I went to Paris quite recently, and um, on the Eurostar, he was in our carriage. Wow, did you say hello? No, oh and I gosh. think I'd want him because I regretted, yeah. I think
1: both of us sort of kicked ourselves. Probably it's always very awkward, though, you don't yeah. want to kind of, when someone's travelling or like, I don't know, sweating
2: at the gym or something, it's no, like not no. the time to we go and... No, But then I did, somebody did go and speak to him, and I heard them mention sort of Suffolk and some people I knew in Suffolk, so oh, it that's have so funny! been the ideal opportunity to and say, oh, I know that. <laughs> but it didn't. But maybe...
1: Well, maybe he'll come that, for supper.
2: Who knows? Who knows? He could come into um, the restaurant. He might. He no idea. <laughs> um, yeah, we just heard his voice and he's got such a distinct voice. Yeah. So may, I think David Attenborough, because he's wonderful. And I think he's also seemed, you know, so calm and sort of soft and mm. kind. Um, and that would be very good for conversation already. But maybe also... Um, I uh, a, we had a family friend who he died when I was about 18 um, also called David called David Wynn um, he did you know the boy with the dolphin on Albert Bridge yes what, he sculpted that oh wow did, that's so beautiful yes wow. he did so many he did Guy the Gorilla in at um, at London Zoo oh cool I know that's Boy with so, the Dolphin because I used to walk past that every day yeah. when I lived that way He did guide the gorilla, which is huge, mostly so that all the children could sort of climb climb around. Yeah. Um, But I met him when I was sort of. My father knew him most sort of since school, Um, and then introduced him to me and my sister and brother when we were much older. Um, And we were sort of like. Kindred Spirits we got on so well even though he was a lot older than me um, but got on really well and um, but anu- he also hated food <laughs> so I think I'd sort of have him to slightly wind him up when I told him I wanted to be a chef he's, he said to me he sort of grunted and said I wanted you to be an explorer <laughs> that's the kind of I mean, he was sort Person. of yeah, yeah. we well, could he definitely get so on tough. with David Attenborough
1: there, exactly I think.
2: I think it'd be a good mix that table I think so and what he was he cook? Uh, maybe just loads of fresh pasta and a tart. Fresh, yeah. Some pink food there, maybe pink, pink, pink pasta. Food. Yeah, <laughs>
1: delicious. Well, thank you so much, Hen, um, for coming. That's it was right. so fab. And for anybody who doesn't already kind of read and follow along with you, where can people find you when you're not cooking in the kitchen at Stoney Street, where everyone should go? Um, I'm there most of the time
2: <laughs> <laughs> online. Um, uh, at I'm, I'm on Instagram I'm just henrietta inman mm-hmm. easy to remember yes I can't I don't really have time to do Twitter and things like that and then I've I've got a website I really need to update it it's just henrietta perfect but then mostly yeah with Sto- and Stony Street is- Stony Street's home right now yeah and delicious That's I can't home. wait to come in
1: and try that um, porridge yes six, six grain six grain porridge six grain, six grain porridge <laughs> well thank you so much <laughs> thank you thank you for, you for having me enjoyed this week's episode if you liked it rate it review it talk about it share it and invite your friends around for supper this has been a studio 71 production thanks for listening and i'll see you next week